How good are interest-free loans? What's that? There's no such thing. Well, what if I told you that's what you're giving your customers? Welcome to the Trading's Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Talking business ownership, the nuts and bolts and everything in between. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. Great to have you with me. Was here, host and tradie wingman and all sorts of other things. This is a cool episode today. I have been looking forward to this one. Bit um, serendipitous, maybe, if you believe in that sort of thing. Uh, the way I got connected to today's guest was actually from uh, someone from his office doing a cold call and... Uh, I don't think she was a big fan of doing cold calls. <laughs> uh, I I personally hate doing cold calls. I hate doing cold calls almost as much, almost as much. Geez, that was a bit of a tongue twister, wasn't it? Almost as much as I hate ringing people up who owe me money. Now, it doesn't happen very often these days. I've set my business up and my system so I don't have to do that. But uh, if you're listening to this and you have customers that owe you money... I would almost bet some of my hard-earned that it's one of your most uh, dreaded tasks. You could jump on Facebook and tell me what the word is to use for you, but uh, nobody seems to like ringing up and chasing their own money. When you've done the work, you've bought the materials, you've put the labor into it, maybe even paid wages, only to not get paid. It's pretty sucky. And having to ring up and chase people, oh... I find so many business owners and tradies especially that just loathe this task. Now, today's guest has set up a business that maybe sounds like another. Uh, they collect your debts for you. But um, this is a bit different. The fees are structured differently. The uh, the backing behind this business is pretty cool. And um, I happen to think that uh, James, our guest today, the man behind Bill Chaser, is um, he's pretty cool. Uh, you're going to be hearing more from, I was going to say Bill, James. Anyway, <laughs> great episode. Now, James has got some really good tips on how to get paid faster, even if you don't use their service and you don't let it go that long. Uh, he's got some really good stuff in here on how to make sure you do get paid, how to set things up from the start so you don't leave yourself exposed. And uh, basically, if you've ever had issues collecting money uh, and not getting paid by your customers, then this episode is for you. So stop giving interest-free loans to your customers and start collecting money faster, maybe even using Bill Chaser. Anyway, let's hook in. Alrighty, so joining me today on the Tradies Business Show podcast that you're listening to is, uh, well, he's a man by two names. He's he's known by a pseudonym, Bill Chaser. Uh, there's a bit of a dad joke in there. Um, also known as, as James. Uh, welcome to the show, James. Thanks, Lord. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, mate. So, uh, yeah, you, you, your real name, mate, is James Stewart, uh, and you're uh, the founder or one of the founders of Bill Chaser. Um What's that all about? Yeah, mate? yeah. So um, yes, I am. I'm I'm one of the founders. So um, there's there's um, Bill Chaser comprises of um, really two groups. So one being uh, myself, and the other being um, Australia's largest um, independent debt collector, a, a company called Pantera Finance Group. Um, 
um, which the the collections arm of that is is a company called State Mercantile. So um, yeah, so I'm one of one of two groups that have come together and created Bill Chaser, and Bill Chaser is Australia's first dedicated uh, debt collection agency for tradies, sole traders, and small businesses. Um, so we understand that um, you know that that cohort of Australian business, being specifically tradies, sole traders, and small businesses, um, have really different debt collection needs than your big origin energies, your Westpacs, those sorts of things. Um, and it's for that reason that, that we established. Um, we had a, a number of people in our close circle who um, who were tradies and sole traders and, and small businesses. Um, and when they come up against a debt, they usually have a pretty personal relationship with their debtor um, and they don't want that, um, that template cookie cutter approach that, the, the traditional collectors take, um, which can sometimes come off rather brash and a bit harsh. Um, they want a more personal approach, a more sort of understanding and collaborative approach to how they can resolve their debt. Um, and that's where Bill Chaser comes into play. So um, it's a great online platform so that, uh, you know, knowing that um, the tradies and small business spend their life on their phone or their laptops, um, it's really an easy platform for them to be able to log on to sign their company up, upload their logo so they've got that familiar approach when any comms go out, load their debts, whether it be one or ten in, um, and you know they, we can take as many as they've got, um, and then we start the process through. And um, and the collections process not only relies on, um, you know, a level of automation, so, you know, text messages and letters and emails and those sorts of things, but we've also got, um, by partnering with State Mercantile, you know, a contact centre of, of over 400 all Australian-based debt collectors that we can leverage um, to be able to get though that level of sort of collection expertise and immediate contact, um, and it adds, a, I suppose, a level of um, realism, if you will, mm. um, to debt when when somebody starts giving you a bit of a call about it that's not necessarily the person you owe the money to, um, and can just be the nudge that that some people need to to make that payment or enter into a payment arrangement if um, if times are tough. Because it's, uh, it's a bit of a fear of business owners I've found over the years, and certainly for me as well, uh, in a couple of businesses I've had um, before doing what I do now, where to bring in the debt collectors, you know, it's it's pretty scary and, and it conjures up images of big guys with beards on uh, Harleys, you know, turning up at your customer's doorstep demanding payment with a baseball bat, you know. <laughs> I get it. I really do get it. Uh, and it's it. the last thing that most businesses want to do because the fear then is i mean look if if you've got someone who's not paying a bill um and it's well overdue then you know maybe you've got a question whether you want to continue to do business with them anyway but one of the fears is that if i send a debt collector around that's it that customer is never going to do business with me again um how do you go about managing that is is that a real thing james i nearly called you bill then mate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can call me Bill if you want. Um, <laughs> it's probably not the worst thing um, you've been called, mate. Very true. Very true <laughs> being in this industry sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I get that fear. I think one of the things that we say to our customers, um, and it, it, it makes up two things. One is we've got one customer um, who owns a concreting business. Um, named Steve, great guy. And um, he has worked out it is more economical based on his bad debt rate for him to engage our services than actually employ um, an accounts receivable staff member full time. Mm. Um, and so he, um, as part of this, and this leads into the second point, 
Um, so one, it's more economical, but two, he's now built this in a stand, as a standard process and he tells his customers. So, you know, he's, he's not backwards about being forwards and says that he has had people call up and go, what the hell are you something to a debt collector? And his response is, mate, it's a standard process in our accounting. You know, we, we follow you up for the, for 60 days after the, um, after it's due. And then it goes straight out to external collectors. Just don't have the time to be able to collect. I'm too busy working on the next job. And the response apparently has been, uh, really, it's an automated process. We've actually had two people that we've chased come on board with us to chase their own. I was going to say, you probably get yeah. referrals from people that way, mate. Yeah. And look, I suppose it's a testament to the team's great job that they're doing is that we don't take that baseball bat approach to collections. We take a, you know, a, a far more reserved approach and, and collaborative approach. Um, to, to being able to get, to get the money. And also a lot of it can do with conflict resolution. You know, we had an example where a tree lopper came on board. They, um, uh, they sent an invoice out, um, to somebody. They didn't get paid. Um, so they sent it through to us. We followed the person up. The person like, yeah, they left a log on the, on the, um, you know, back mm. on the yard or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, well, fair enough. Like the person's chopped down a tree and left the whole log there. And uh, anyway, it turned out the photo of the log that was left was about, I don't know, 10 centimetres diameter and about two metres wide. And that was one out of 300 trees that they'd gotten rid of. So we kind of went back to the customer and went, come on, mate, fair crack. Like, you can't hold up payment for the entire yeah, invoice. because there's a stick and on your was, lawn. Yeah. Exactly right. And and to be fair, it was probably because the person who, the, the client or uh, my client who was originally chasing the debt might have been a little bit... Um, less professional when facing the debt yeah. and the person didn't react too well. But when you have a, you have a new approach, you've got a professional collections agent calling, um, you typically, and we find typically get a, a much better response. So I want to talk more about Bill Chaser and, and debt collection in general, mate. I'm sure you've got some pearls of wisdom for listeners around, uh, you know, even if they're not using your services. And I think, uh, I think anybody who's had outstanding debts should really be looking at something like Bill Chaser. I've had to use debt collectors over the years in my own businesses with people not paying their bills. It's just, it's, it's rife in the trades, as you would know, James. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess that's, you know, a big part of your success in working with that, that sector. Um, tell us a bit about how on earth you got involved in debt collection, mate. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't have a big long beard. I, I don't think you ride a Harley, do you, mate? I don't, no, not at all, actually. In fact, I tried to get a Harley and my, my wife said it. I just couldn't pull it off. So I think it's going to be a while, I think. No, no wild um, hogs for you, mate. No, not yet, anyway. Not without permission, anyway. Um, look, um, an odd background. Um, um, family from South Africa moved here, um, uh, grew up pretty much all my life in, um, in Australia. Um, Started out my career in um, Telstra, working in the research and development team. We kicked off projects that um, things like T Life, which are all the new T Life interactive stores and those sorts of things. That was back in sort of the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, right. Went and worked um, for the in a telco industry, doing um, um, basically just selling mobile handsets and those sorts of things. Um, we had a back then, Big Porn was releasing this really. Um, innovative thing called ADSL, um, <laughs> and um, and being one of Australia's largest telco providers, we were asked, or telco dealers, we were asked if we could give them a hand selling it. 
Um, we had no idea how to tell five and a half, six million people around Australia that this thing called ADSL was coming and it was going to, you know, be a game changer. So we went to the States and had a look at all these mass communication tools and found out this thing called um, automated calling or robocalling. Um, brought that over, um, rolled it out. It was a huge success. Went to the owner of the business at the time um, who um, wasn't wasn't the nicest of people, if you will say, but mm-hmm. said, you know, we've got this great idea. It's going to be amazing. Uh, need some investment for it. What do you think? Um, wasn't necessarily prepared to make the investment. Didn't think that it would have longevity. Um, so the guy that um, I was working with there, um, who became my business partner, we looked at each other and said, well, we can hang around here doing the same stuff or we can take a punt. So in 2008, during the GFC, when everyone said, don't quit your job and don't start a business, we both quit our job and we both started a business. Um, took out unsecured personal loans, don't tell nice, the bank. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was smart, mate, like that, wasn't it, mate? It was, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Uh, tipped it in, um, gave it a crack, um, and we created a company called Reachtel. Um, Reachtel grew to be um, Australia's largest um, automated communications provider um, and still is to today one of Australia's most well-known um, uh, market research, political polling, um, and communications agencies. It was then snapped up in the back end of 2015, early 2016, by a company called Vita, which is now known as Equifax. Um, and I helped them with their transition. As part of that, they um, strongly, the company that acquired us strongly moved us into the collections industry, reapplying our technology in terms of SMS, email, and automated robocalling um, for debt collection. And so I got to know the space really well. I got to know the people in the space. Um, and the other side of me is I work very, very strongly with the um, with the trade union movement. And uh, um, what I heard about a lot from attending meetings and being involved with with unions is um, they're these small um, small businesses and tradies and sole traders around that have got one or two or three debts that are six, nine or 12 months old, but no debt collector will help them, not without charging them 50 cents in the dollar. Yeah. Um, they're just not set up that way. Um, so I sat down one day with the, the owners of Australia's largest independent um, collection agency and said, um, I've got an idea and, and I think I've got a customer base that we can kick off with pretty quickly. Um, so we all um, all tipped in some resources, um, came up with the platform called Build Chaser, which we think is a, is a great platform, um, launched it out to the market um, and we've been yeah collecting for tradies and small businesses ever since. So, nice, mate. And nice. that, and I mean, Bill's one of a few different ventures that we've got up and running. We also, I've got a little incubator that's off the side in the valley down in Brisbane, and it's got other um, other little startups around, you know, group buying and telcos and um, yeah, media content buying businesses and those sorts of things. So some really, um, it's all about just I think having a bit of fun and, and trying to spot a gap in the market. But for me, right now, the the biggest gap in the market is is um, you know, an effective debt collection service for, um, for traders. Mm. So, James, I want to ask you a bit about startups because uh, you've got a few. I think you said to me the other day when we had a bit of a preliminary chat, you got six startups or something? Five? We've got five on the go at the yeah. moment, which yeah. is um, can get can get a bit full. That's like, um, that's like having five newborns in your house, mate. It is, um, and I'm the I'm the first one to admit that um, that I've probably bitten off a bit more than I can chew. Um, but I'm really um, I'm I'm blessed that I've got um, I'm surrounded by a lot of really talented people, um, and in each one of them I've got someone that I can highly rely on, which is absolutely fantastic. So 
um, you know, I've, I've always said you don't you don't have to be able to play every um, every instrument in the band. You just have to be able to play the orchestra sometimes. Um, and so we're um, uh, we're going really strongly um, as a team, which is um, it's good fun. So startups are hard, but they're um, they're worthwhile. And so that's that's uh, probably some good advice for people starting a business is uh, surrounding yourself by you know with good team. What's some of the keys to getting these enterprises up and going? I mean, what's some of the the maybe the positives uh, out of all of your startups, James, or perhaps some of the tough lessons you've learned, stubbed your toe a few times, and and figured out what not to do? Yeah, the tough lessons is um, is understand early on what you're not good at, um, and be pragmatic enough um, and adult enough sometimes just to admit that. Um, if anyone knows me and if anyone knows me that's watching this, they will know that I'm horrible at administration. Um, I am great at high level. Um, I'm the guy who says we should build a car and then walk out of the room. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the granular detail I'm not very good with. And so I'm pragmatic enough to, to acknowledge that and therefore, you know, address it and put in places. And it might cost you more to, to have to put in those, um, you know, put in that sort of backup that you need. But it's really important that you have those people around you. And, um, you know, I sit here with administration staff sitting off to my right all nodding and laughing. Yeah, yeah, they're um, in the background but, going, oh, he's not even telling half the story. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, very much so. Um, but look, I mean, you know, for me, it comes down to, um, you know, I've always been more about running, a, running the team uh, that runs the business. Um, and that's, um, for me, um, always served me really well, um, and also um, being with the customers. Um, big fan of um, big fan of of tailoring your business towards customers. The other thing that I'll also say is, don't be afraid to pivot early on. Um, there's nothing wrong with. Um, in fact, there's. I think we saw a company um, list the other day for uh, close to half a billion in Australia that um, created a technology servicing one industry wasn't necessarily working. Somebody picked it up, um, servicing another, and now they're listed. So um, it's not defeat pivoting early if you find that, um, you know, uh, if you find that your technology or your business is, is better suited to, to another industry. So, Have you quit any startups early, mate, or, or done that where you've gone, uh, actually, I don't think this is a good idea? Yeah, there's a couple, actually. Um, there was a um, – there was a, a – a babysitting application that, that came out um, really early on and um, I was looking to, to get in, um, involved with, with that. Um, I had a particular way in which I thought it should have run. Um, it was running in a different way. Um, I left that um, a little while, uh, sorry, very early on and it's yeah. still plodding along. Yep. Um, and then there was another one around, a, um, I suppose, a, a resourcing, a resourcing company where, um, where I was involved. Um, and then, yeah, just decided that, you know, yes, you might have tipped a little bit of cash in or, or some time. Um, but sometimes you just, it's, it's better for you to be able to cut them out and then reapply yourself through the businesses that, um, that one, you think, um, have got longevity, but two, that you're probably more passionate in. I'd much rather spend my time in a, in a business that might not have, um, as much upside, but that I'm hugely passionate about the one that, you know, you know, is going to be a cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. So another question I want to ask you, James, you talk about having good team around you and, and clearly you've got good team around you given your, uh, visionary, uh, status there in the yeah. business. How do you go about finding those people? Cause it's another frustration for tradies is 
ah, oh, you can't get good people. And, you know, I was literally having a conversation yesterday with somebody who, you know, they had a key person that had only stuck around for two years and then left. Um, and they were lamenting the fact that, oh, you know, people just don't stick things out these days. You just got to be prepared for the fact that they come and go. Um, sure. What's your process or rules around, you know, selecting the right team? Well, I suppose I can, I can talk to selecting my the team that I know um, in the industries that I know. Um, I'm I'm never going to um, probably give advice to, to a, a tradie or a builder about how to find um, them because I'm the guy who when the when the light bulb goes out, I look at my wife and go, help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it comes to um, when it comes to me finding my team, it's all been about networking. Um, and um, I've always been um, very slow to make a decision, but quick to pull the trigger. Um, yep. And that has served me well. Um, one of you know my best business partners that I've got at the moment is somebody who um, I spent three or four months scouring LinkedIn. Um, and I just, every night I set myself a task of 30 minutes to go through. I knew what I was looking for um, and had a short list of people, um, found them, contacted them out of the blue and said, um, no questions asked. This is my background. I want to take you for a beer. You're happy to come. And if they said no, that would have told me a lot about them anyway. Yeah. Um, they said yes. We went and had a catch up, um, you know, told them what I was all about, asked them to, to take a chance and come for a journey, which again was a lot about their character. Um, they said yes, and, and, um, and we've been working together ever since. Um, apart yeah. from that, in terms of administrative or, or operational, um, we've hired people that we've run into it, you know, as a sales executive off, um, you know, the Harvey Norman floor. Um, they've been really good. You just kind of get the feeling that they're not, they're not really at their full potential. Yep. Um, we had somebody who was a waiter at, um, at our local pub, um, is there every night, was constantly on. Um, and you just couldn't understand, you know, not that there's anything wrong with, with waiting tables, but I said, like, are you studying? Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're a glassy every night, mate. Like, where, where are you going? And he goes, I don't really know. I'm figuring it out. And the nicest way you've been figuring it out for three years, like you've been serving us every Friday for three years. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, I said, have you ever thought about a job in customer service and transition him out of there into um, into one of my customer service roles? So, um, you know, I think it, sometimes it's just about keeping your eyes open about good people that um, might not necessarily be in your industry, but yeah. they're certainly transferable. Yeah, and certainly, uh, you know, bringing someone into a trade business, uh, you know, there's, there's skills and um, qualifications that are required, but... A yep. great strategy is to bring someone in um, young or green, even if they're an older guy or gal that's uh, looking for a change. And basically, you know, you teach them your culture as much as the, the skills. I couldn't agree with you more. I think um, it's very rare that we've gotten, um, except for where skills, particular skills are required, it's very rare that we've gotten in a seasoned professional for any of our businesses. We've typically gotten someone in that is a bit green, um, and mainly because, you know, I think when you, when you work in, um, in a lot of startups, um, you're working with people that are a bit different. Mm. They think a bit different. They operate a bit differently. Um, and if you're getting somebody in who's got these preconceived notions about business or they come from an enterprise world where, you know, if you've got a hundred tasks, you've got to plan all hundred of them before you can start number one, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. So they can learn and they can fit in with exactly how you want to work. Um, and ultimately, that makes you a better operator and, and um, ultimately makes the business more successful. 
Absolutely, mate. Great tips. So I want to come back to uh, debt collection, mate, and and um, I guess well some of the mistakes people make, but because uh, you hear all sorts of horror stories, and um, I, I guess it seems to be uh, certainly to me talking to business owners, it seems to be a bigger problem than it has been over the years. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just my perception. People not paying yeah. their bills on time. Um, What's your experience with it, mate? Is it getting worse or is it just pretty much the same? It is getting worse. So there's some recent figures out showing that 35% of small businesses have at least one debt owing to them um, within the last uh, three months, um, which is a is a huge statistic. Um, you've then got um, another, um, on top of that, you've got 25% so one in four businesses have got more than one debt owing to them within the last six months. So um, we're also finding that, you know, Australian culture a little bit is heading towards if you can get away with something, you'll get a discount on something, you'll give it a crack, mm. um, which just isn't great for small businesses at all. Um, one of the things that we're finding with debt, though, is, and, and Bill Chase has taken this approach where we're looking we're looking backwards and then moving forward. So um, right now we're, we're saying to all of our um, clients, give us all of your old debt, all of your legacy debt, your severely overdue invoices. And then soon we're releasing a product called Bill Assure, which will look at um, cash flow and making sure that you actually don't get a debt in the first place. And so as part of that, um, you know, it's about um, it's about informing our clients about what can be done at the front end to make sure they don't get a debt. And that is things like, you know, making, if you're about to um, enter into an agreement with a customer, mm-hmm. making sure that it's not a verbal agreement, making sure that it's a written down and it's 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 um, you know a written quote, and that you have terms and conditions that they are ticking to sign off on, um, along the lines of you know the payment date, the payment terms, um, and most importantly that if they do, if they sorry, if the customer doesn't pay, and the client does have to send it across to a collector like myself, any fees incurred can be added onto the bill, and that's really important because. You know, we're we're a profitable. We're not a not for profit, so we're yeah. going to charge customers <laughs> if we have to go out and do debt collection. Yeah. Um. And I think it's unfair that that our client should have to pay that. Unfortunately, unless it's written in the T's and C's at the initial time of um of that agreement being established, you don't have any legal standpoint or right to be able to on charge those fees. Um. So those sorts of things, um, one not only give you protection. But also, I think um, reinforce with the with our clients end customer. Um, I suppose the um, uh, the rigidity of the of of that invoicing process, and that this is a serious process. If they're ticking a box saying yes, I agree, and they're putting their signature on a piece of paper, um, that kind of enforces that yes, there is a, there is absolutely an ironclad agreement between the two of us, um, and also clearly states out then what, what jobs, you know, the expectation for the jobs and the scope of works and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, and that might sound like a really obvious piece of advice, and I'm sure that some of you listeners are going, well, duh, but we've got um, hundreds of clients, and I would say the vast majority of them, easily over 70%, didn't get customers to sign a statement of works or a scope. So it's something that we're seeing happen, um, you know, a lot of the time. It, it is, uh, even in my travels, it's scary the number of tradies doing work for people without something simple on a piece of paper that says, yes, this is what we're doing and these are our payment terms. 
Um, even just an, like even just an email. I mean, at the moment, we're not even seeing people just get an email that says, "Hey, just confirming I'm going to do this for eight hundred eighty bucks. You okay with it?" And having can you reply to this email just to say okay? Because that's great evidence. I mean, and we take you know, we've got we've got a number of customers that send us across those emails, and it's perfect to be able to go back to the end user and go, "Mate, you said yes here. Come on, fix it up, do the right thing." Because it um, so even something. Perfect. There's a bit of a something else I've tripped over, and I don't know if you find this as well, James. Where businesses think that unless you have a you know a seven page account application with all fancy terms and conditions and fine print and all that sort of stuff, that there's no point getting anything if you don't have a professionally written um, you know terms of trade or or scope of works or something. I mean, is that is that the case, or is it enough just to get that email and, hey, these are our terms, please uh, reply to confirm? You absolutely can get that. I mean, it's certainly not as good as a, um, as a um, you know, fully documented set of terms and conditions um, or, or something that's, that's had a lawyer. And, look, I, I say all this with me not being a lawyer or providing any legal <laughs> advice here. But, yeah, sure. Um, but um, yeah, you don't have to have a, you don't have to have a 20-page T's and C's document you can just itemize out what the payment terms are and have somebody scribble, um, you know, their signature on a piece of paper. That's, you know, that, that gives you at least some level of ev- evidence that can be utilized. Should you, should you have a bad payer, but it's, um, and look, it's, it's, it's how people, it's how people gain confidence with that. Yeah. Um, and it's why we're looking forward when we release Bill Assure, you'll have that ability to be able to enter in your customer's details, put down what your scope of work is, will already have defined for you what standard T's and C's are, which you can pick your payment terms on. And then when the customer signs up, everything will be done. It'll be vetted through by our legal team to make sure that it's the right set of T's and C's. So we're looking forward to trying to take that hassle away from, from tradies and, and, and sole traders. Um, and then obviously handle all the back end where we'll push that invoice into your MyOB, your Zero, or your QuickBooks account. And we'll email the receipt off to the customer and those sorts of things and then allow payments. So, um, we're looking forward to that to that service launching, and it's something that um, we're, we're getting a fair few nudges from our clients going, um, "Can you hurry up, please?" Because <laughs> so. that really is that proactive approach um, or preventative approach, actually. To you know, instead of ending up using Bill Chaser, where it's like, oh, you know, these people aren't paying, and I really need the money, and we've got to get the debt collectors in. Um, it's managing it properly at the the front end so that it doesn't end up. Well, less of them end up at that stage. Exactly right. I mean, look, you know, if we're charging for for a late late debt collection, if we're charging eighteen percent, you know, a bill assure product where you can, you know, you can invoice the customer, we'll communicate the invoicing details, we'll push it into your accounting platform, we'll allow the customer to pay and even pay off the debt if you want, and then manage the payoff. You know, we're looking at the moment to charge two and a half percent for that, which isn't much more than. Um, than really what a credit card processing fee typically would be, which is yeah. usually about one and a half or two percent anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's something that you know, when we're not expecting that you know we want to become the next the next Facebook or, or eBay, um, we're really as as you know as working in with with the council of trade unions and with um, a lot of progressive organisations and people like yourself. Um, it's just nice to be able to provide a service that is actually is genuinely helping the industry. Yep. Um, you know, and streamlining the business process. Uh, Every tradie that we run into is so busy working on their next job. They're not thinking about the job that they've just left behind, hoping that it gets paid. They've just got an expectation that, you know, in yeah. the nicest way, Aussies, um, that will do the right thing. Yeah. 
Mm. And, and unfortunately, that's not the case. You know, there's there's people no, out there always. that don't pay their bills, and you know, I think tradies are a bit reluctant to chase because, it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to chase them for it. Uh, you know, it, it, they're either afraid of the confrontation or you know, it just feels icky or something. And as I say to them, it's like, dude, that's your money. They've got your money. It is. You know? Yeah, and, and sometimes it's really hard for them to explain why. Um, and we help them through that process just to say, just explain to them, you have now standardized your process. You don't have the time to be able to deal with this. Um, you know, we made a, you, you were due 60 days ago, 60 days after, after it's due, 30 days after it's due. Now just go straight into this new process called Bill Chaser. They're a specialized tradies collection. They just mm. help us collect our debts. It's a pretty simple explanation. And it means that you don't, you might not seem like that bad bloke anymore yeah. um, because it's a standardized process. Yeah. Either that or do what the rest of our customers are doing, which is just blame it on their wives. <laughs> not my fault. I missed the center to them. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what you did, man. But if you pay it, they'll leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, mate, I would say close to half of our referrals come from the wives, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you and me both, mate. <laughs> so what are some simple things, um, you know, if a tradie's listening to this going, okay, well, that's all well and good, but... I need to collect these these debts this week so that I can pay my suppliers. Um, what are some simple things they can do either, you know, in chasing their own debts at the moment or perhaps setting up their processes? What are some real basic things that uh, traders should be thinking about, James? Sure. So, look, again, the, the processor side of things, which is around, um, one, making sure that if you're about to do a job for somebody that they've agreed to it in some formal way and outlining um, your specific payment terms and consequences if that if they don't pay it. So you know your your debt may be referred if this is unpaid. Your debt may be referred to the debt collector. Any additional fees will be added onto the onto the bill. Second thing is that staying proactive on top of your collections. So if you send an invoice and you give seven day payment terms and it's not received on day seven, call them on day seven and let them know that you haven't received it and and see what the problem is. The other thing that I can't stress enough, and not that I want to give away too many secrets, otherwise I'm in jail. Um, <laughs> is just be respectful. There's a reason they haven't paid for it, and whether you agree with it or not, they do, mm. um, as in they do agree with the reason that they haven't paid it. Um, yeah. And it could be the worst reason in the world, which is they just don't want to pay it right now. Yeah. It could be the best reason in the world that, you know, you built a roof and the roof imploded. Yeah. Um, you just, you've, you've got to hear them out and be respectful of what's going on, that anger never works in collections. So, um be kind, um, be understanding, and then offer them a solution. So a lot of the times that we find people aren't paying is um, they can't afford it right now. They have an intention to pay, but they can't afford it. Yep. And it's, you know, the Aussie male, you know, we're a, um, and, and a lot more of them than me, but um, are a tough bunch. And it's a bit hard sometimes to say, mate, I can't afford something. So, um, mm. you know, don't necessarily... Don't suggest that they can't afford the account, but mm. just suggest that maybe there are other ways in which that we could come to this arrangement and that make, you know, cash flows tight. If you just want to flick us a couple of hundred bucks a week until this is sorted out, that might be easier for you. Yeah. And you'd be surprised if you throw that out to people, how quickly that, that I think you'll start um, sorting some payments out. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. Uh, it is a big one of, of being being tight from the start it's that whole thing of start how you mean to finish of like you said james if it's due on in seven days on day seven if you haven't got payment ring up 
Like, hey, mate, yeah. just checking you haven't missed it. Uh, is everything okay? And if you don't feel, um, look, if you, if you don't feel comfortable in making the phone call, send a text. Keep in mind, text messages um, don't go as well as a phone call because it's that very passive communication. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times I've heard, oh, I never got the text message. <laughs> text, messages text messages don't fail, but um, but it's a, it's a good excuse. At least you know if you've spoken to somebody, you can kind of have that. Yeah. Have a bit of a chat with them as well. Yeah, yeah. Good advice, mate. So, uh, look, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about Bill Chaser and definitely Bill Ashore, mate. I mean, that sounds like a fantastic. Um, well, as you said before, with your startups, you know, it's identifying that gap in the market, and I and I don't think there's anything really that has given tradies the ability to essentially outsource that whole payment and collection stuff that. To be honest, most of them suck at, um, and most business people in small business suck at that. Um, so, pretty cool stuff, mate. Um, when do, so, Bill Chaser is live now, obviously, and we'll give all the details in the show notes and at the end of uh, this episode. But um, Bill Ashore, when are you launching that, mate? The Bill Ashore launches in September. Um, the biggest thing for us right now is just finalising the integration with the accounting platforms. Um, we don't want um, we don't want our customers or clients, sorry, to, to have to double handle. So yeah. the perfect idea is that once all of the details are in and the customers agree to the scope of work, that it automatically gets sucked up um, into your accounting platform and then all of the payments and reconciliations done seamlessly through there. We've also just finalized with our payment gateway the ability to do um, payment arrangements. So mm-hmm. um, one thing that we've heard is huge feedback, especially with pensioners, is they don't have the money to pay right now, but they do need they do need a gutter fix. They do need a hole in the roof fix or plumbing fix or something done. And they want the ability to pay, you know, a two thousand dollar invoice off in, you know, four or five hundred dollar lots. Yep. And we've now been able to build that in. There's no additional charge um, through to our through to the, the Bill Assure client, um, but we'll do everything from a management in case that they fail or they lapse payments or anything like that. So. Um, just getting that right, but hoping that in September we'll see that that launch out should be pretty um, pretty exciting. The Philchaser.com is available right now for anyone who does have those legacy debts. Mm-hmm. Um, jump online um, and um, you can start um, start collecting today. In fact, I think we've got as well. We have a Wingman promo code set up as well. We do, mate. We do. Um, we do, which um, I think gets everyone ten um, percent off collection fees. Um, uh, so whether or not you just wanted to just do the standard collection, which is, um, you know, a zero risk collections, um, which means that you only pay if, if we get you paid. Mm-hmm. Um, or alternatively, if you've got um, higher amounts of debts, we've got other options where you can, um, you know, get people sent out um, to physically go and see them. Um, they leave the baseball bat, don't worry. They're very professional. <laughs> um, and you get the discount off that as well. Yeah, great. So uh, that code is just wingman. Uh, so if you do go to billchaser.com uh, and for the promo code, put in wingman and you'll get 10% off the fees. Um, James, uh, one last question before I let you go, mate. Uh, it looks like you're dressed for, for business today, man. Uh, you got the, the bag of fruit on. So uh, <laughs> the, uh, the question I like to ask almost all of my guests when I remember is if you had a 1,000 tradies in a room, What's one piece of advice, other than signing up to Bill Chaser, um, <laughs> one piece of advice, mate, that you would like to leave them with? Um, ask. Don't be afraid to ask for help is probably the number one advice that I usually give to most small business owners. 
um, we're not all good at everything. Um, and whether it's um, asking for advice, um, asking for help in administration or operations or sales, identify what your what your weaknesses are and, and ask for help. We've got a. I've, I'm very fortunate to have a great community around me, but great community is the sense where if I need something for finance, I'm the first one to put my hand up and go, I'm not good at finance. I think I know what I'm doing, but I just want to sanity check it with somebody. So, um, you know, in a in a in a culture where sometimes it's um, it can be, you can think that people are looking down if you ask for help. I don't think we're there anymore. Um, I, I say to people, don't be afraid to, to put your hand up and say, I'd love some advice on something that I'm not 100% sure on and, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Great advice, mate. Well, look, uh, thanks for your time today, James. It's been great chatting with you, mate. I'm coming from an accounting and financial planning background many, many years ago and having worked in the trades for, for half my life. Uh, I'm pretty excited about Bill Chaser, but more so about Bill Assure. That's um, that's a very cool product, mate. So uh, pretty keen to uh, sure. see some of our listeners pick that up, and um, and no doubt we'll be chatting more in the future, mate. So thanks for your time today, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Was I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Well, there you go, Bill Chaser, James. Uh, sharing some gold in there around getting paid faster and not ending up with the issue of uh, unpaid customer invoices, debtors or accounts receivable, whatever you want to call it. If you want to find out more, go to all the W's, billchaser.com.au. So that's billchaser.com.au. Or head over to tradiesbusinessshow.com. Or you could even go to tradywingman.com. Now, if uh, if you do want to take up... Uh, Bill Chase's services, if you're in need of that, make sure that, uh, as we said, use the promo code WINGMAN, as in uh, tradie wingman, that's me. So pop the code in WINGMAN if you uh, if you book the service and you'll get 10% off the fees. Um, if you need any more info, uh, no doubt you can get in touch with James and the team via the website or hit me up via Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, web form, all the usual uh, methods. Hope you got some value out of today. Hope you're going to go make a change to your accounts receivable processes off the back of that. And um, I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. Got some really cool stuff coming up. Really looking at expanding the Facebook community as well. Uh, Tradies in business. So go search for that on Facebook. You'll find me in there. You'll find a bunch of my wingman clients. And you'll find a whole bunch of tradies that are joining that every day. People jumping in there. And some good conversations happening around marketing, how to get reviews. Uh, We've got some experts like James in there as well um, giving some advice. So make sure you head on over to Facebook. Search for Tradies in Business and um, apply to join. I'll make sure you're a tradie or a tradie supporter, but uh, you can jump in there and start getting some free advice and, and some resources and stuff. So it'd be great to have you in there. Thanks again, and until next time, hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.